0: You're listening to Living Faith, the podcast of the First Baptist Church of Avon Park, Florida. First Baptist Church is located at 100 North Lake Avenue in Avon Park, Florida. We meet Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. for Sunday school and 10.45 a.m. for morning worship. Sunday evening services are at 6 p.m. On Wednesday, we meet at 6 p.m. for our weekly Bible study along with our immersive student and children's ministries. Find out more at www.fbcap.net or give us a call at 863-453-6681. You can email us at info at fbcap.net. We'd love to connect with you soon. This is part of our current Sunday morning sermon series, Look and Live, Life and Light in the Gospel of John. continue our wonderful journey through John's gospel this Christmas Eve morning. I want to encourage you to find John chapter 10. What a wonderful fitting together of the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as we look at John chapter 10 beginning in verse 22. As you are turning there, I want to read a verse as a way of an introduction to the text. Jesus is in the the temple at the, the Feast of Dedication. And actually it is his last public discourse uh, from this point in John's gospel to the conclusion of John's gospel is more of a private ministry. And so in this past section of John's gospel, this big section that we've looked at, it's been a public ministry in the temple and in, the, in Jerusalem and in the city. And there would have been many voices would have been hearing And over the last several chapters he's literally been in the temple area. And so here's the, the last segment, the, the, uh, the last point of the sermon, of his public ministry. And from this point forward, he begins to transition more of a, a private ministry with the disciples. And then the, the last section of John is his passion ministry and his death on the cross. But Jesus is sitting there in the, in the feast of one of the Jewish feasts called the Feast of Dedication. I'll let you in on a little Jewish history here. You're glad you came this morning. You'll know this. Hanukkah is the celebration of the Feast of Dedication. And the Orthodox Jews celebrate Hanukkah to celebrate uh, the temple being retaken by the nation of Israel in about 164 BC before Christ. And so, before Christ coming in 164, there was a, a Maccabean revolt, they called it and the Syrian Epiphanes, uh, the Syrian ruler Epiphanes had taken over the temple area and the Jewish people uh, from Syria, and literally the, the accumulation of, of this event, which brought on the revolt, was he sacrificed a pig on the altar, and then he erected a, a statue of Zeus and the holy of holies, and so the nation of Israel was at, at an unrest, you could say, and and this would have taken place between Malachi and Matthew... in what we call the intertestamental period. And so this uh, gentleman, Maccabeus, rose up and he, he, he took the Jews... and they, they rallied around and they uh, threw out the Syrian rulers... and they took back the temple. And so they rededicated the temple to the Lord and to Yahweh God. And so to this day, an Orthodox Jew in the time of December celebrates Hanukkah, uh, dedication, uh, the Feast of Lights and dedication, rededicating the temple of the Lord unto God. And so here's Jesus. As always, there's always a reason when he does everything. In the midst of celebrating and rededicating something to the Lord, the Lord is in their midst. And as they celebrate the dedication of the temple that was cleansed And made right before God. The ultimate sacrifice and lamb of God is standing in their midst. I want to read from Luke chapter 2. as we Before I read the text in John chapter 10. Simeon was a a worker of the temple. And Jesus was born. And a good Jew would have been dedicated in the temple. And Simeon was a man. Now this is Luke chapter 2 verse 25. There was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ, the Messiah, the Redeemer. And so as a a leader and worker within the nation of Israel, the Lord had impressed on him, you will see the coming Messiah. And so he is working in the temple, and Mary and Joseph bring Jesus to the temple, and he came in the Spirit into the temple And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and he blessed God and said, Now can you imagine that? I must pause. Can you imagine that? He had been told by the Lord that you will see the Messiah. And when Mary and Joseph entered the temple and brought baby Jesus, the Holy Spirit just full of the Spirit and and opened up his eyes to see. And it said that he took the child and he, he held him up and he blessed the Lord. Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace. According to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation. My eyes have seen your salvation. Now turn to John chapter 10. I'm going to be reading there in verse 22. Keep that thought in your mind. In the temple, Simeon, the Lord, you have allowed me to see your salvation. At the time of the Feast of Dedication took place in Jerusalem, it was winter winter. It would have been about two months from the previous time that Jesus would have been spoken. The verses 1 through 21 of John chapter 10 that that Pastor Matt preached through a couple of weeks ago. There would have been a, a several month gap between that last message to now. It is winter. It is the feast of dedication. John 10, 1 through 21 would have been more for the religious leaders. This section would have been more for the the Jewish audience coming to celebrate the feast. And Jesus walking in the temple in the colonnade of Solomon. And so the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us. 30 years ago, in the same general location, Simeon, thank you, God, for allowing me to see the Christ, my salvation. 30 years later, in John chapter 10, if you are the Christ, tell us. Amazing, isn't it? How some can see who Jesus Christ is just by merely that the Spirit allows us to come into His presence. It's that phenomenon of gospel preaching even. that some You just mention the name of Jesus Christ and people bow their heads and their heart because they know they've come into the presence of God. And others can live an entire life and sit under message after message after message and still say, prove to me, preacher, that he is the Christ. Oh, what a gift of salvation Jesus Christ is. Oh, what a salvation. Jesus answered them, I told you and you do not believe. I told you I'm the Christ and you don't believe. I've been telling you I'm the Christ since I've been here and you don't believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me. Verse 26. But you do not believe. These are some very strong words. Because you're not of my flock. Verse 27. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one, no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand, and I and the Father am one. The Jews picked up stones again to stone him. And Jesus answered, I have shown you many good works from the Father for which of them you are going to stone me. The Jews answered him, it is not for a good work that we are going to stone you, but for blasphemy because you being a man make yourself God. Jesus answered them and said, Is it not written in your law, I said, you are gods? If he called them gods to whom the word of God came and scripture cannot be broken, do you say of him who the Father consecrated and sent in the world, you are blaspheming because I said, I am the Son of God? If I am not the doing the works of my Father, then do not believe me. But if I do them, even though you do not believe me, believe the works that you might know and understand. The Father is in me, and I am in the Father. Again, they sought to arrest him, but he escaped from their hands. And he went away across the Jordan to the place where John had been baptizing at first, and there he remained. Many came to him. And they said to him, John did no sign, but everything that John said about this man was true. In verse 42, many believed in him there. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for the gift that you've given us through your son, Jesus Christ. We are grateful for this divine gift, this personal gift, and this eternal gift that can only be found in Jesus Christ. Now, Lord, I ask, let us be a people of Simeon. Lord, I ask that you allow the Spirit to open up our hearts and our minds so that we may see you for who you are. Let us not be as the Jews Do not let us be as those who continue to question and to doubt, but let us know, let us hear, and let us follow you as the true gift of Christmas this morning. And this we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Verse 24, the question, are you the Christ? Why do we gather on a day as today? So many of us have gathered this weekend. And so many of us, my family included, have actually planned for this weekend. We have planned. We saw that, hey, Christmas Eve falls on Sunday. Let's, let's gather as a family. Let's make plans this afternoon. And we'll, we'll hear a, a message and gather for lunch. And we'll, we'll celebrate Christmas. I can't think of a, a better way to plan. Let's all go to church and worship together. And I agree, what a great place to gather this morning. But I don't want us to gather just because it is a a holiday or a a feast that we are gathering as a feast and we can't even recognize Jesus standing in front of us. But we gather and we celebrate because of who he is and the gift that he has given us. Our salvation. As we read, the, we're going to focus on verses 26, 27, 28. Notice this gift of salvation. Notice what Jesus is saying through the word to the crowd here. One, this gift is a divine salvation. Notice the words here. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Verse 27. But notice verse 26. Jesus said, listen, I've already told you who I am. I have performed the miracles that you have seen. I have preached and I have preached and I have preached and I have done all these things in the name of the Father. But you do not believe because you are not part of the flock. Now that's kind of an odd odd place to start when we think about a gift. But here's what we need to consider. Our salvation is a God thing. I think if we're not careful in our culture today, I want to speak of living in America today, we've taken Christianity and we've kind of commercialized it because, you know, well, we're a Christian nation, we're a Christian people, we do Christian things, we have Christian things up at Walmart, we're just Christian ornaments, we're just Christian people, and we've taken the gospel message and we've just kind of turned it into, well, of course I'm here on Christmas, that's what we do. Our salvation is from the Lord. And you think about the course of history. God has always been a God that has called out his people. Thing about the nation of Israel and Abraham and and He he called out Abraham. He said, Abraham, I I love you. I've made you. You're mine. I am calling you unto myself, and I'm going to do great things through you, and I'm going to make you a a great nation and a great people, and I will give you a great land, and he called out the nation of Israel, and we celebrate that, and we understand that, and even in our culture today, just the mention of Israel will stir emotions in our heart because we know that they are God's people of the Old Testament. Amen? And then we move to the New New Testament and we just, well, whatever. I'm saved. I've checked the box. Everybody keeps asking, Pastor, what is checking the box? I'll let you know if you're visiting with us today. Baptists, we have a card and it has a box you check. I'm coming today to be saved, check the box. I'm coming today to be baptized, check the box. I make light of it, it's an information gathering thing, but it's a little bit more than checking the box. Salvation is of the Lord. At just the right time, he called a little teenage Jewish girl and he says, you're going to be great with child. And you're going to be conceived by the Holy Spirit. And you're going to bear the Savior of all humanity, Jesus Christ. And at just the right time, he had just the right man to be his betrothed wife to the husband of Joseph. And at just the right time, in just the right setting, in just the right country, in just the right census, in just the right stable, in just the right time of everything, God orchestrated the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And everything that God did in this salvation was according to his perfect will and perfect plan. From the very beginning of creation, Jesus Christ always was and Jesus Christ always is. In the very beginning of creation, he knew that he would create Adam and Eve. And he knew that man in the flesh could not obey the things of the Lord for just two chapters. There's not even a time frame there. How long did it take man to fall? Two chapters. He knew they were going to fall. Jesus was already part of the Trinity. Jesus is God. Jesus is with the Father. Jesus is with the Spirit. Jesus was in the plan from the very beginning. Our salvation is a gift from the very beginning. And just the right time, Jesus was born to usher in the new covenant. With the parents that God had orchestrated from the beginning of time. And he placed Jesus exactly where he needed to be. And for 30-something years, we don't know much about it. Then Jesus Christ, by the Father, said, Son, it is time to redeem my people. And he appeared in the Jordan River and was baptized by John the Baptist at just the right time. Every page of Scripture, I challenge you this year. Here's your, one of your challenges. i got a lot of challenges. I challenge you to read a page of the Holy Scripture and do not see the hand of God over His creation. There is not a story in the Bible where God is not God and people did not understand that He was God. That's a great thing to understand, by the way. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if there's no such thing as understanding of who God is, there is nothing I can tell with you today. We might as well go home and open up presents. But there is a God. And that salvation is from God. Now think about it this way. If it's not from God, who's it from? If my salvation is banking on any of y'all, I mean, I love you and I like you. Some I like, some I love. Some I love and like. I'm not going to tell you who they are. (laughs) If you come on Wednesday nights, you understand these sayings I say. I love you, but I'm not banking my eternity on you. My mother and father-in-law here, I love them. I'm not going to make them stand up, but I love them. But I'm not banking my salvation on them. I'm not going to bank my salvation on some whim or ism that's out there that we think we might believe in in their way in his way in that way and the other way. No, my salvation is on the Lord Jesus Christ and my salvation is resting in a divine creator God that sent his son to be born in a manger and die on a cross for John Beck's sin. Man, that's incredible when you think about it. That'll keep you up at night. You know what it keeps me up at night? Why me? Why me? Because he's God. And when you realize that gift is from God, it helps us cherish it that much more. I don't understand how a lot of things fit together. I just know they fit together. There's no humanly possible way to explain the Trinity this side of heaven and is accurate. There's no way. It's theologically impossible because you have all three things that are one, but all three things are not the other. But they're all one. So I don't understand the Trinity, but I'm telling you what I believe in it and I'll proclaim it, and I'll shout about it, and I'll carry on about it. Somebody says, can you explain the Trinity to me? I don't believe the Trinity. Well, I don't have to explain it to you. God just told me it's right. Why would a sovereign creator God do what he has done? And my answer is I have no idea, but I'm glad he did. In the beginning, God, Genesis 1. In the end, Revelation 22, it's God. This is a a story about God. Redemption is a story about God. What we have done, we have turned redemption to a story about us. Redemption is not a story about us. Redemption is a story about God. When we sing a song, I'm not singing a song about me. I'm not singing a song about you. I'm singing a song about God. I told y'all last week, about as close as I come, I about started running around in here. I'm telling you. I told Joy, that's it. All, my gloves are off now. Next time, I'm going to take off running in this place, and y'all are just going to get mad at me. I stood up on the front row and somebody said, what would you have done if you had turned around and and, and nobody else was standing up? I said, I would have turned around and realized nobody in here has been born again. (laughs) If y'all were here, you get what I'm saying. Man, that's a gift from the... It's about the Lord and what he has done. The Bible is a book about God. The church is about people of God. Everything we do is about the Lord, but what we've turned it into is a story about us. I don't get anything out of it. I don't enjoy doing it. This isn't for me. this It's not about us. It's about God. Man, it's a divine gift. Where'd it come from? UPS guy showed up. Where's this from? I look at the return address. I'll know where'd it come from? East Bay, that's for me. Oh, fanatics, my new SEC champion Georgia shirt came in. (laughs) Where's your salvation from? From God. So it's a divine salvation. Some are not of the flock. Some are of the flock. I'm going to let God worry about that. I'm just grateful that I was like Simeon and the Spirit came upon me and I was able to understand the things of God. But it doesn't stop there. Not only is it a divine salvation, it's a personal salvation. You know, a while ago when I said something about the cross, I said, John Beck. It's a personal salvation. I didn't say Baptist. I didn't say Southern Baptist. I didn't say Protestant. I said John Beck. Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sin. I came to Christ and asked him to forgive me of my sin. Yes, it's a divine salvation, and it is the work of God. But notice, it is a personal salvation. My sheep hear my voice. I know them. They follow me. My sheep hear my voice. I know them. They follow me. Think about your salvation for a minute. God touches your heart. And the Spirit, you you ever think about how we even pray for people? I, I share this often, think about pray. Think about that neighbor that doesn't know Christ, that family that doesn't know Christ. You ever thought about how we pray for them? Think about it. Just in your mind, don't say it out loud. Everybody think we start speaking in tongues, everybody start talking at the same time. There's one, think of that one person that you know does not know Christ in your mind. Think about it right now. All right, now in your mind, say a prayer. What do we say? Dear God, open up their heart and mind. God, touch them with the Spirit. God, move in their heart. God, save them. And then we pray that they may come. To Christ. God save them. But you come. You pray that God would open up. The, that's the way you pray. God save them. And then we said Lord Come. With no reservations whatsoever, I could stand up here today and say it is by almighty God that we are saved. But it is by an almighty God that I'm going to beg you, come to Christ today. Stop running from the Lord. Quit questioning the Lord. You know that you're miserable. You know there's a void. I know that you're, let me tell you one of the great adventures about social media. Can I segue off of something for a minute? Social media is helping me understand how miserable you are. Good gracious! I, I'm gonna—I I literally thought about this the other day. I am going to create. I can't tell you this, but I am. Don't tell anybody. I want to create an anonymous pastor Facebook Twitter account, and I want everybody to like me so that I can start saying what I wish I could say. Get over yourself and turn to Christ. Just because you can say it on Twitter doesn't mean you, everybody, it's just amazing. Look at social media. We're miserable people. You know why you're miserable? Because you need to come to Jesus Christ and you need to love him and adore him. And we can sing baby Jesus, happy birthday, whatever we want to. That's cute and that makes us all warm and fuzzy. My sister and I were talking about it. Thank you, baby Jesus. Sweet baby Jesus. That's great. But love him and come to him. Find your hope in him. Follow after him. You're his sheep. You're miserable because you don't love Jesus Christ more than you love yourself. You, you're miserable because you don't. That's the world that we live in. So I get excited about it. I'm going to, somebody says, hey, I wish we could go back to the 50s. That'd be a fun place to be. Alabama football and the wishbone. That'd be a lot of fun, wouldn't it? Sports fans got that. I don't want to go back to the 50s where everybody's parading around here like they're in church. I love living in 2018. I know we live in a lost world. and It gives me joy to know we're in the mission field. That's a good time to say amen, brother. Preach on. We're so downtrodden about stuff. I'm excited about stuff. Because there's a divine gift that only Jesus Christ can provide and it's a personal gift. Come to Christ. One of my New Year's promises to myself is I want to be a more effective, bold, and passionate witness to Jesus Christ. Wouldn't that be kind of cool you're standing in the checkout line at Walmart and everybody says, why do you talk about Walmart all the time? Well, everybody goes to Walmart all the time. Hey! You ever trusted Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior? Just checking. <laughs> be kind of funny, though, turn around and, hey, you ever trusted Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior? I ain't stand Jesus. Whoop, well, Must not be part of his flock then. You know what I've done whenever I've prayed that prayer? Lord, show me where you're working and let me join you. How many of us have gone through Henry Blackbeard's experience of God? Lord, I want to see where you're working and join you. Where do you think he's going to put you? Where he's working? Hey, have you ever come to Christ and trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? No, but I'm telling you what, every time I lay at bed at night, the Holy Spirit's wearing me out. Yes, it is wearing you out. Come to Christ today. We're have the regular checkout at Walmart, the express checkout at Walmart, the salvation checkout at Walmart. <laughs> We're going to start it this week. Brother Fred, you're a deacon of the week. I want you to go to the checkout line today. <laughs> Look at John 1.12. John one twelve. But to all, but to all, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of all. Who believed and who received? The flock. It's not hard. Brother John, who's the flock? We don't know who the flock is, God does. We pray for the Spirit to work. We just join in what he's doing to all who did receive. Now, here's something, Philly. Don't overthink this. Well, my goodness, what if I want to be saved or not be saved? You're overthinking it. There's not going to be an ounce of desire for you to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior apart from the working of God. This is not difficult. So if we come to Christ in repentance and faith, it's just proving that God has opened up our hearts and mind to who he is and we'll be gloriously saved. It's not this idea we get to heaven and hope we're a believer. Well, no, you're a goat, not a sheep. No. What a sad gospel that would be. We just would give an invitation. Would all the elect please raise their hand? Thank you. The unelect, nothing I do for you, not elect. How sad would that be? You just walk in and be sheep and goat line. No. To all who received and believed in his name, he has given the right to become children of God. Merry Christmas. Here's the gift. But last, because I know you got lunch on the way. It is an eternal gift. Now think about that for a minute. When Jesus Christ walked in that temple, I I get choked up thinking about this stuff. Here you got a man, Simeon, his whole life. God just touched him in a special way. Simeon, before you die, you're going to see the Christ. You're going to see the Messiah. Here's old Simeon going about his work today. I guarantee you, he got up that morning. It was a little different. I don't know if Jewish had their little Oswald Chambers through the Bible reading plan. That's a joke. But I guarantee you, Simeon got up that day and it was just a little different. That, that coffee tasted a little sweeter. There was a little spring in his step. He couldn't wait to get to the temple that day because the Lord had put on his heart something that day. And when he was standing there in the temple and Mary and Joseph walked in that room for all eternity from the past to the future, he was God's. That doesn't need to be a, 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 another amazing grace coming forward type experience. The second that Jesus Christ impacted his life for all eternity. Simeon is God's. Do you know what happens to you and I the moment I can tell people where, I, I wish I remembered the exact time, it doesn't matter. I did not get saved in the back of the sanctuary at Rehoboth Baptist Church in Tucker, Georgia. I got saved the moment my salvation, I think, was accumulated, was in the balcony at Rehoboth Baptist Church. The second the preacher started preaching about sin, it dawned on me, that's me. I'd been in church my whole life. I probably went to church nine, year, nine months before my life began, Externally. I could amen and grunt and see and acknowledge all that was taking place. That moment, I got saved for all eternity. And I know that there are different people that believe different things, but I would tell different people that believe different things, you need to read the Bible. I'm not being funny. There is not a, you know, it, read the Word. I want to be sweet here for a minute. If you honestly believe that a true born-again believer can lose their salvation, you just made Jesus Christ a liar. If, If my salvation is based on what I can do to keep, what I did not do anything to receive, I have no hope. Notice what it says. It's good stuff here. Lunch can wait. Hey, I only get to preach a Christmas message once a year, right? I give them, verse 28, it's an eternal message. I give them eternal life, eternal life. They, this Jesus saying this, they will never, what? Be reading this, all right? Apart from apart, from, apart from the gospel, Adam and Eve failed miserably. Okay, what do you think would happen to us? Same thing. Some of y'all would have eaten the fruit just a couple days earlier. Can't do it alone. So he sent his son. He's going to do what you cannot do, live a sinless life and appease the wrath of God. When this divine salvation and this personal salvation come together and I repent of my sin and I place my faith in Christ, I've used this example a lot over the last month or so, you can tell it's really stirring my heart. I hand him my sin, and he hands me his righteousness. I give him this, he gives me that, and I literally am clothed with the righteousness of God. What I could not do, he did. And nobody can undo do that. Nobody's going to take the righteousness of Christ off my life. That debt's been paid, and it's been paid in full. Man, you want to talk about a gift. <laughs> hey, you got a gift. Where's it from? Heaven. Who's it to? You. How long do I get to keep it? Forever. Forever. My father has given them to me. He is greater than all. That's an understatement. Let me tell you a little story about John. I got thinking as I was reading the biography of Spurgeon this year, this week. When I got saved, all I knew is I came to Christ. I came to Christ. I got saved. I got saved. I am even telling my grandmother, I got saved. Came to Jesus. The more I study the word. And the more I read the word. I realized that God saved me. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The more I pray, the more I seek, the more I follow, the more I love, the more I study, the more I follow, the more I love, the more I do, God's love and grace and mercy is on every verse of every page of everything I read in the Bible. Yes, I got saved, but glory to God, He saved me through Jesus Christ. Have you ever noticed how old or... Have you ever noticed missionaries... I don't remember what country the lady was from, the young girl was from. Why is she willing to leave? She made it to America. The land of prosperity, she made it. And she's leaving to go share the world about Jesus Christ. Why? Because she understands who God is in her life. She understands it is God that saved her through her repentance and faith and that he will never let anyone snatch her out of his hand and she is willing to do whatever it takes to live for his honor and glory. See, when salvation is about us, It's not about living for God's glory and honor. When salvation is not about us and it's about Him, we sing different, we pray different, we witness different, we love life different. We're just different people because we know I am His and no one can snatch me out of His hands. You would think that the heavens would be falling and revival would break out. And they picked up stones to stone him. Would you stand? I'm going to lead us in a prayer in just a moment. Though the last few weeks, we've been doing something a little differently with our invitation time. And it's a personal conviction to me the other week I got through preaching and I was just so moved by the Lord and I said you know what I, I want to sing I want to sing and, and, and just worship the Lord as, as the word has been proclaimed and I want to I sing and I want to worship the Lord and so that's what we're doing I'm going to pray and then we're going to sing it's not, a, it's not an invitation time to walk an aisle and, and to share a decision with me I want us to sing And as we sing, I want you to ask yourself, where do I stand with the Lord Jesus Christ? Do I know that this gift is a gift from heaven that is for me and for all eternity? Are you like a Simeon and you say, I have met the Christ Do you love Christ this Christmas? Do you love living for Christ this Christmas? Are you following after Christ this Christmas? As we sing about his birth, I want you to anticipate. I want you to think about these things. And I want you to ask yourself, have I repented of my sin and placed my faith in Christ with my head and with my heart and with my life? And if you know that at some point through this meeting today that you have done that, after we sing, you come find me. There is an invitation, but it's after we sing. If you're here today and you know you need to talk to someone about your faith, you want to talk to me about joining the church, you can take a little card in your pew and write your name and a number on there and hand that to me. You can lay it on the table. Don't leave here without speaking to me or someone about what it means to be a believer in Jesus Christ. So, yes, I'm going to ask you to come. We're going to sing. Joy, you come. The, Praise team, come after I pray. We're going to sing. And after we sing, if you're here today and you know you need to talk to me about your salvation, do not leave this place before you talk to me. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ. We thank you for the divine gift, that personal gift and that eternal gift that is through the gospel and good news of Jesus Christ. Lord, as we sing about theologically you leaving the throne to come to man as we sing the words continue to convict my heart as the word has been proclaimed do not let us leave here today without the assurance of we know that we are a child of God that our sins have been forgiven and that we are living for you and this we pray in Christ's name amen